Welcome to Your Brain's BFF. I'm Pooja Venkatraman, a double Harvard grad, ex-management consultant, and former stressed-out overachiever. I use clear, simple frameworks rooted in psychology, cognitive behavioral therapy, and mindfulness to teach you how to solve any problem, anytime. Let's go. What is an emotion anyway? Many people, myself included, see emotions as an inconvenience. At best, they are a mild and irritating distraction. At worst, they're an obstacle to clear and logical thinking. What is an emotion though? Let's do a little exercise. I'm gonna say two random words. Now take a deep breath. These words are likely to elicit a reaction. So get ready to notice what happens. Are you ready? I'm gonna say the two words now. Pizza, vomit. What just happened in your brain and in your body? Here's what probably just happened. In your brain, neurons fired. Your automatic brain made meaning out of those two random words. It probably assumed a temporal sequence and a causal connection between those two words. It probably imagined a scenario where the first word happened first and the second word was caused by the first word. It also made a prediction and a judgment about the meaning that it created. You probably feel sort of averse to pizza right now, and you might even turn it down if someone offered it to you. At almost the exact same time, you felt physical sensations in your body. For me, I felt my throat tighten, my stomach turn, my heart beat slightly faster, and I felt an urge to pull away. These two components, mental and physical, are the two halves of your interpretation of those two words. Many people think their interpretations of things are formed entirely in their minds, that it's just the thoughts that they have about things. The reality is you form interpretations with your brain and with your body. The physical sensations you feel when you encounter a circumstance are part of your interpretation of that circumstance just as much as the thoughts you have about it. And the physical and mental components reinforce each other in both directions. Your thought reinforces your feelings and your feelings reinforce your thoughts. Your stomach turns because you think something is gross and you think something is gross because your stomach is turning. The interpretation is like a mini echo chamber unto itself. Together, the two halves form a coherent and self-reinforcing story about the thing that you're seeing. And remember, because this entire interpretation just pops into your conscious brain instantly, without effort, and without intention, 
it doesn't feel like you've made an interpretation. It feels like you're just observing a true fact. Of course those two words are gross. Anyone would think that. The self-reinforcement between the mental thought and the physical feeling make the interpretation feel even more true. So, what does all this have to do with emotions? The physical sensations you feel as part of your interpretation of something are just sensations. They actually don't have a meaning until you give them a meaning. An emotion is a word that you give to the physical sensations you feel while interpreting a fact. We could put you in a scanner and get a picture of exactly what happened in your body when you heard those two words. But we still wouldn't know what emotion you felt. There's no universal biomarker of anger or disgust or happiness. The scanner could tell us where your blood was rushing to, where you felt hot or cold, and which nerves were lighting up with electrical signals. But only you can say, that's disgust. Only you can interpret the sensation as an emotion. This, by the way, is why people give advice, like reframe your nervousness as excitement. But let's not rush to change the experience just yet. Let's stay exactly where we are. When you put a situation into the first three lines of the model, which are circumstance, thought, and feeling, what you're really doing is separating the facts from your interpretation of the facts, and then examining the mental and physical components of your interpretation. So for this situation, what are the facts? The fact is, I said two words. Now, what is the mental part of my interpretation? For me, it was the thought, that's gross. And then what's the physical part of my interpretation? What's the one word description that I would give the sensation in my body? For me, the feeling was disgust. Emotions, then, are not an obstruction or a nuisance or a distraction. They are part of how your automatic brain sends you signals. Some signals are enjoyable to receive, like the flash of intuition that helps you break through a difficult problem. Other signals are less pleasant, like the disgust you probably felt when you heard those two words. But all the signals are coming from the same place. They are all indicators of how your automatic brain is interpreting something. They're not indicators of the world itself. They're indicators of what your brain is making the world mean. And you may notice the emotion well before you can crystallize the thought that's creating it. When you hear me say those two words, or when your partner leaves dirty dishes in the sink, or when your mom rolls her eyes at something that you said, or when your colleague gets promoted and you don't, or any other of the millions of effects that you could encounter, 
you might get slammed with emotion first. And that emotion is not a problem. It is a dangling thread that you can pull to find out what is your automatic brain trying to tell you? What interpretation has it formed of these facts? And crucially, what do you, conscious, deliberate, critical thinking you, think about that interpretation? Do you agree with the mental conclusion and the assumptions your brain made to get there? Do you agree with the physical sensations and urges? Do you think they're justified? Do you agree with the emotional label it's given the sensations? And it's okay if you do, or if you don't, or even if you're not sure. Because the whole point of all of this is just to get to know automatic you a little bit better. Thanks for listening to this episode of Your Brain's BFF by me, Pooja Venkatraman. Check out the links in the episode description if you want to read this piece on my website, follow me on Instagram, subscribe to my email newsletter, or book a consult to work with me one-on-one.